Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Mark, and you can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And my name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And today we're going to be talking about minute number 38, which is the start of part two, known as the Age of Heroes. It's going to start with Steppenwolf entering the abandoned town of Pajornov, and then the minutes are going to end with uh, Steppenwolf sending out those parademons to find the other two mother boxes. I said minutes, but it's just the one minute, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Really cool stuff here. I personally, I really like this minute. I'm wondering if you like this minute, Nate. Um, oh, 100%. <laughs> it was like one of the best. There's so many fun things throughout this movie, and I just constantly have to think back to when we were watching it the first time on the couch, and like, like I just wanted to like look over it at both you and Matt and just be like, are you guys watching this? Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Like a tourist on a, on a backlot tour kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like the imagery of this minute alone was so cool just because like for some reason this past, you know, couple years, me uh, personally, I know I, I think you as well have really gotten into that whole aesthetic of uh, you know, like the uh, the Russian space race, you know, cosmonaut and all mm-hmm. these things. And seeing like this really cool uh, tattered, you know, paper, almost stained glassy uh, image. It's just really cool. You got you get the cosmonaut right up in front. I, I, I love it. You know, we were for some reason, uh, uh, Russian n- nuclear sites were, were all the rage, I guess, thanks to Chernobyl. <laughs> but uh yeah, it's, uh, it seemed to have really popularized it, at least for, well, in high school, I had like a big, uh, I, I feel like everyone has like one point of history, world history, or, or, you know, maybe it's art history. At some point, you become a history buff about a particular thing in life. And that's all you want to find out about. You start wiki surfing, like the entire site, just like learning so much information and I remember in high school, I was so into Chernobyl. And I don't know if I've, I've probably said this on the podcast before, but yeah, I was super into it. And so when Chernobyl came out, uh, the recent HBO miniseries, I was like, oh, finally, like I, I, I've been, this is something I've always been wanting to watch. And yeah, it's dramatized and, and whatnot, but it's still got all the information that someone who, who has no idea what happened uh, t- to find out about and you know for a lot of people including my parents people who like lived during that time when it happened they don't really know what happened because so much of it was kept a secret and not disclosed until now especially this show the HBO miniseries where Chernobyl just like opened up the whole can of worms and like made it like this form of entertainment so people are gonna digest it so much easier and then there's a podcast supplement to go with it. So now everyone's on the same page about just how messed up this situation was. But stuff like that with Chernobyl. And then you and I, we have like this uh, huge appreciation for like Soviet Union propaganda and yeah. the cosmonauts and uh, all this other stuff that we get to see here in this minute. So it being in this movie is just one of those things like, Oh, I guess we're the target demographic for this movie, I guess, because we're just so into it. It fits everything. It just fits. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's a lot of cool things to look at 
mm-hmm. in this minute a lot of cool things a lot of cool probably some good uh analysis we can pull from but uh also i have my fair share of questions yeah let's yeah. go with your first question first question is yes you should in the front. that huh huh what, what'd you say i say you in the front oh yeah uh, right here um <laughs> First question is, and this is kind of nitpicky, but is the uh, the uh, the Steam Stack, uh, whatever they're calling those things? Um, oh yeah, like the exhaust tower. Yeah, is the stack tower the stack? Yeah. Is that uh, accurate for when, if and when this uh, this uh, nuclear plant would have been in Russia? Were they using that architecture in like the eighties? Um, I can see what you're saying, and yes, because I know that this type of stack is like it 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 uses it doesn't use water like like what Fukushima Daiichi was doing. It uses the smoke like what we have here. There's a few of them here in Florida, yeah. but they're they're uh, not nuclear. They're I think they're just water powered or something like that or steam powered but those things are all open on the bottom like it so it allows like the crosswind to to come in from the bottom and then go up and go up yeah so i don't know if that was the technology the architecture used for these uh buildings at the time or is this like hey we just needed you to know that it was a nuclear, nuclear power, power plant, plant facility so put the put the stack in it okay. yeah awesome. it, it could very much be that um it's chernobyl didn't have stacks Mm-mm. that look like that and uh this isn't chernobyl this is pejornov that we're in and this is also not russia this is the ukraine that we're in okay um, so there's so it it is to your question yes this is all fake i don't know if that was like your general question is like yeah is this just trying accurate? to be yeah is this accurate uh no and i also i don't know if it would be that close to the residential area like i know that this would be a town that the, the people who work here also work at that plant kind of thing but i don't necessarily know if it would be this close or if it would be closer to a bay of water or something like that some sort of yeah i don't know i'm trying to now ha- hang on now i need to backtrack here because maybe those structures were used in that time period. Because now that I'm thinking about it, well, yeah, they were used. Well, during no, that, that would have been in the '90s. Uh, Gareth Edwards Godzilla, they had a few of those stacks in their plant that they had. Uh, yeah, the what's Janjira, the name of it? Pa- Janjira Power Plant. Janjira Power Plant. So they had <laughs> also a few of those fake. stacks. Yeah, but also fake. But I think that was happening in the '90s. Like that. That was 1991. Was happen- yeah. Okay. So, or 1999. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll have to. <laughs> I can't yeah, believe sorry, I forgot. I had, to, I had to sing the Prince song to to get back on track. Yeah, yeah, I think it was 1999. I mm-hmm. I could be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure it is 1999 for the fictional Janjira power plant. This is the fictional Pejornov plant, and this is 1987. And the Chernobyl incident happened in 1986. So by that logic. Um, because what happened here in Pejornov is the same exact thing that Chernobyl did, but this never happened in Ukraine. There was something similar to what happened, uh, in Ukraine at a power plant, uh, or no, I don't think it was Ukraine, but there was the last time an incident happened similar to Chernobyl, although not as bad at all. Um, I think is in 19, the 1950s, 1951. Um, but this fictional town of Pejornov, 
I think by like DC Comics logic, this is something we could say is like, oh, Metropolis is to New York and Pajornov is DC Comics version of Chernobyl. Chernobyl. With, yeah, and Perpiet without um, actually putting those those names on there. Um, so yeah, so this takes place in the Ukraine. Now, because it is 1987 when this happened, uh, Ukraine had not gained its independence yet because Ukraine was part of the Soviet Union. And then by 1991, then they um, gained their independence. And then, of course, we know in around, what, 2016-ish, 2015, Ukraine got... Uh, I don't know if they chose it or not. I really don't want to get into the politics of it. But Russia basically reclaimed Ukraine. And um, so they're still dealing with all that stuff. And, you know, so that's a, that, that would be my guess that this is just a big old fictional city with fictional pieces to make it look like, hey, it's got to look like Chernobyl, you know. Um, but, yeah, one of the things that I love talking about with you, especially on this uh this podcast and these movies is like since we're entering a new part in this movie we're talking about like lore and mythology and all this kind of stuff and what's really cool is we did that with the first part where we talked about batman and aquaman and then wonder woman and then at the end it just ends in like a big action piece and so that felt like an actual episode to end on where it'd be like, Oh yeah, we're going to give all this information and then big action piece to send you home with. This is kind of the same thing. And I'm wondering if that's the formula for this entire movie is like each part is here's a, here's some context and we're going to fill it up with a bunch of Easter eggs and mythology, mythology and stuff like that. And then we'll end on like a big action piece in which the age of heroes will be talking about dark side and whatnot. Uh, which we'll get to, but I really like that. I really like that we we get to start these parts off just like looking at stuff like this and Feels gushing like play, over doesn't it. it? Yeah, feels like you're setting the stage. It's it's great. Um, another thing I wanted to to touch on, um, going back to the uh, um, Soviet Union imagery here. This um this is a banner over the window, right? Yeah. Okay, so it's very reminiscent to these things. You mentioned it before. We we dig uh, the whole propaganda style kind of thing. Just like that, I don't know, just it's so dystopian because it's it's not us, but in a way if we think about it, yeah, we do have things like giant banners hanging off the side of buildings. There was sh- shit, man. We just drove to Tampa, and they're still prancing around on that giant-ass stadium, Super Bowl winners. Probably just pissed a lot of people off. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it's like you know there's so many buildings on in the downtown tampa area had just like big flags or banners that were saying you know super bowl winners yada 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 but um this also is kind of r- reflective in uh another one of those chernobyl episodes where they had that big banner on the side of the building when they were going around through the villages kind of having to deal with all the wild animals and the, the animals that were left behind unfortunately um, yeah. What did that that poster said? Uh, our goal is the happiness of all mankind, and like all that stuff paired with like the image of like the 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 man with with the big hammer and he's like working on the atom. Yeah, like, that whole thing. It's still so cool and like <laughs> it's entertaining in like that collective mindset kind of feel that yeah. Anne Randian type of feeling where it's like these are. 
a group of people that are all doing the same thing and they're all told to do the same thing and it's just that whole you know propagandaness of it all yeah it's really cool but i can see that like i looking at this this uh this tattered uh banner that we see over the window in this in this movie i can see that being just a very real thing you know because i've seen multiple banners uh tattered banners in the soviet union saying like you know our goal is you know all the all the thing praising the praising the the, the workmanship yeah the proletarian ideology proletarian 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 ideology of like uh celebrating the workers of of the Mm -hmm. community and like um that they they help us achieve our our common goal and um we actually see that on one of the buildings here when steppenwolf shops down um there's a uh a big residential building right behind him and it says like slava trudu which is like uh russian or uh slavic uh it's in that cyrillic language and it says glory to labor basically um and that that is like it's it's interesting how that is on the building in a way that looks like it would be like the name of the residential building like a neighborhood neon sign yeah Yeah. well it would be like oh this is you know this resident village here but Mm -hmm. really it's it's a propaganda slogan you know glory to labor like don't forget like on your way to work like you know and that's on there um which is really neat i do like that and that's you know that's why we talk about this stuff on the show because i don't know you know yes this is kind of authentic in the sense of like we're trying to make it feel like you're in ukraine right now so we gotta throw in all the leftover propaganda that was left behind in 1987 so they're like yeah put these pieces in because that will really sell it but at the same time it's kind of like going back to the old bailey and and thinking is this mythology meant to be an allegory for what the justice league are or what steppenwolf is or what dark side is or what superheroes are to Zack snyder um and his you know his love for stories and 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 uh, uh joseph campbell you know stuff like that um that's what i think about when i look at this mural right here and you know on the left you see like a, a herald like an angel messenger in the center you have a cosmonaut and you know a kind of tongue-in-cheek joke there because like you have the cosmonaut in the same frame as you have an alien beaming down in it so there, it's all this space stuff it's like oh they want to explore space and the aliens are here now so there's something there too which is very interesting and then on the right you have like the actual proletariat like the actual worker on the right in that one and so things like that it's like okay i know i know of the cosmonaut propaganda but why include the Herald? Why include the worker there? Are these images supposed to represent the Justice League in some sort of way? You know, is it similar to Dawn of Justice where you had that uh, other art history piece? Uh, there were plenty of them that represented Superman. You had La Frederic, and then you had the other angel that they kind of turned over. Not the, I'm just not, realizing something. Yeah. This is glass. It's not a. It's not a poster. There's like cellophane, something on the outside, but but the image. It's all stained glass. It, it's a window for sure, but like there, the paper is like a wallpaper. It's like a wallpaper glued over 
over the glass window. Yeah, like from the outside, though. That's why but it has like, like that uh, ribbony, like wavy uh, texture to it. Because the but glass just the is paper's moving. Out. The glass is glass. That's yeah, all stained yeah, glass. You yeah. can see it segmented in in the in the panel above the the cosmonaut. Oh, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Oh, that that confused me. Okay, so that is actually well, yeah, well, that wouldn't be stained glass, right? That would yes, it is. Painted over glass. Mm, stained glass is right. like colored Maybe. glasses that that get put into shapes. Yeah. Okay. Like this over is painted th- over. In, yeah. In in. in in lieu of stained glass. Yeah. Okay, yeah, hey, but I do know, see the paper over it. Make yeah. it cheap, baby. That confused me as well. I, I thought it was like a wallpaper, like, kind of glued yeah, over Yeah, I thought glass. it was, yeah, I thought the whole image was, was uh, I don't know, a banner. Something yeah. that just put over the, but something, yeah. something that Greenpeace would, you know, put over a building, huh? <laughs> I, I, am confu- I, I am confused, but in, like, an interested way. Like, I want to know if these individual cells here were, were chosen by either Zach or someone else to be like, oh yeah, these pieces of propaganda, I kind of actually, you know, feel an attachment to like the superheroes that I've created. Um, kind of like how certain art history influences like Watchmen or Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, hmm. things like that. Okay. Um, so here, maybe there's something. If you want to read it from left to right with a Harold, Harold Spaceman, prolet, proletate, proletariat, pro- there you go, <laughs> words. <laughs> um, so like I'm kind of thinking about it as uh, this is kind of telling the story in a way that a stained glass uh, mosaic would tell the sto- tell a particular story, or you know, much like how Wonder Woman sees, um you know the the this the age of heroes story later on mm-hmm. Harold being queen hippolyta warning the lands of man that a next panel spaceman is coming spaceman has mm. the portal there very good imagery obviously that's 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 how he he travels and he's portaling to the land of man right panel ah you get it yeah, that's a good one. The Herald like has that. like a has like a has like a big one of the big trumpets. Yeah, she's <laughs> delivering a message for sure. Yeah, she's she's giving the warning. Yeah, Horn of Gondor. Yeah, my other guesses would be that you know they could represent the different uh, the different members of the Justice League. I mean, they you know the Herald could be uh, Wonder Woman. It could be it could be Flash. Uh, being based from Hermes or Mercury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Spaceman, Superman. Proletariat, it could be Batman, uh, a Batman working, yeah. Cyborg even, working on on things for the community. Superman being an alien from space, the cosmonaut imagery, things like that. Uh, you know, and there's more panels to look at. I'm sure a lot, there, someone who will do far more reaching than us will look into the actual Slavic uh, paganism they can probably look into things like you know uh Shelibet and all those other uh deities and maybe pull from that and and go from uh you know what all this might be but we're looking at it like face value like I, there's probably something here that why they chose these pieces because they chose the art in Dawn of Justice so well um the other yeah. thing is is definitely this horse 
that's right here, like this little, uh, I don't know what you call these things. Just like a little, spring horse. This little spring horse thing. Yeah. Uh, another horse. Another reference. With a, a lot of horses in this uh, in this Dawn of Justice trilogy. You know, we got a lot of pale horses, a lot of things there. And so, you know, they included a spring horse here. And here comes uh, our pale demon, little Steppenwolf. So who knows? Maybe that maybe there's some more uh, more allegories, more more allusions, more Easter eggs to uh, to connect the dots to. Very interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. Um, but uh, Nate, did you have any other? Uh, did you have any other notes? I don't want to steal much of your time. Did you have more questions for the minute itself, or just about the stained glass? No, just in general, Nate. Oh yeah, there's a there's still like uh, some things that I want to talk about. This minute also holds a very, very funny line of dialogue that I thought was incredible <laughs> within these first uh, f- days that this movie uh, dropped on on HBO. Yeah, and when Steppenwolf uh, makes his his entrance, um, you know he he declares that the air is toxic by just saying it's toxic. <laughs> And the whole Britney Spears thing, or is that, what's your favorite Britney Spears song? That got me so good. I thought that was one of the best tweets I've ever seen. Probably my favorite out of uh, out of everything that came from the internet about this, the, the Snyder Cut that was coming out. It was a very good tweet. It, it, it chuckled me for a good it, long time. It's nice um, when people can actually make jokes with, like, these movies instead of always, like, making jokes of the movies, like Martha jokes and... What have you, you know, There's like a that. big difference when someone drops the Martha joke and you're just like, okay, I, I get it. But then when someone's like, what's your favorite Britney Spears movie? It's toxic. It's like, yeah, of course. And yeah. the other one, when it was like when Amazon messes up my delivery, Amazon. <laughs> it's like, yes, yeah. that's good. I'm laughing with you. You can't possibly laugh at this movie. There is no pointing a finger and laughing at this movie. If you are, it's in the bulk of it all of just like, haha, comic book movie. Yeah. Like that's, and that's a whole different bear, you know? This isn't beaches. Yeah. There's a lot of people who think like these movies are, are way too serious, that they, they laugh at how serious it is and don't realize that there's still a lot of great humor in these movies. And when the community is very happy with the movie, like they make their own memes and, and jokes from from the actual material um, and stuff like this, like is toxic was all over the internet. Like it was so good. It was such a good time when this movie came out, like everyone was making all sorts of content with it. And I love that. I love when, when we can get to that point of just having memes and, and jokes about the movie itself. And instead mm-hmm. of like trying to make fun of the movie so much, like it's too try hard, you know, it's too like, it got old real quick and yet people still think it's the funniest thing ever to to make fun of like dawn of justice and stuff like that and uh yeah it's always stuff like this is always like this is funny like steppenwolf in general is a is a very memeable character yeah Uh, very memeable yeah i absolutely love it um Um, i got a second question go for it this one's kind of stupid as if any of them are good (laughs) <laughs> you think funny. boom tubes have like a like a like a timeout uh on it this boom tube's open up for a while it's open for a, a good long while 
It's interesting. It, I was thinking about this the other day about we did we never get to see uh, a spaceship, you know, like where's he boom tooing to and from? Oh yeah, that's a good point. Like where is and I'm assuming he's just in space, not like space space, you know, in orbit, but like just in somewhere else that a boom tube has taken him i don't know floating on an asteroid or something like that shit maybe he's in space yeah well, like maybe it's the the star trek in me but he's being beamed down by someone like some parademon is like well all right coordinates are set you're ready to go mr no 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 that's not the case because he's sending the, himself well the mother boxes are in charge of the boom tubes from no. what I'm understanding, but that he also never doesn't had, make sense because he, didn't have a he never had one, nor does Darkseid have one on Apocalypse. So, well, I mean, technically, tr- we do see spaceships in the Age of Heroes battle. Yes, but it's not like they're in orbit. Yeah, you know, it, it, Steppenwolf does not have an armada. He's just here. I guess he's just been like well, he does have from planet to planet. Yeah, um, which brings me to my next. More serious question. What the hell is this rock uh, obelisk that he's, uh, you know, uh, tuning up with the mother box? So that... Like, what do you, th- what do you think? It, do you know what it is? <laughs> to me, my opinion is that this, this monolith is a piece of radioactive material. Like, straight up, like... Uh, like uranium or something like that, like an actual mineral that is in this nuclear power plant. And because it is so radioactive, he can put the mother box into it and the radioactivity from the mother box will use that element. It's a conductor. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So I get it's what like, you mean. Yeah. I didn't know if like he brought that with him, if like that communication stone, communication rock, communication slab... Yeah. Um was like an apocalyptic thing that like he brought with him, but that doesn't make sense. No. No, also this... it doesn't make sense. I mean, like it makes more sense if he like scrounged around for like a big piece of metal, but this looks like obsidian, which is throwing me off. Yeah. And like he just like but like you don't just like carry around obsidian just be like, "Okay," and stick it in the damn ground like a snowboard. Yeah, and it wasn't like a boom tube, like, dropped it in right there in the center. Yeah. Um, he just found out about this place, and he was like, I want this place because it's extremely radioactive, and that suits my needs. And then he's like, this must be the epicenter of it all, and it's this big old slab of mineral here. Um, so, yeah, this this was already here in Pajornov, and he's using it as a conductor. It's exactly what my thoughts were about this thing. So um, it, then, then it has to be, like... I don't big old piece of graphite or something. I was gonna say like a giant piece of graphite or or some sort of just highly irradiated piece of metal that was like laying on top of the reactor or something. I don't know. It's beveled. It's like etched in but like stone wood. Yeah. And then I think they explain later in the movie that because he's doing this, he has soaked up all the radiation back into the infrastructure of the mother box and 
uh, quote unquote, I guess, getting to the unity. Um, now, so I that thought is why this thing was the unity or that's not the, the unity. That... No, 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 no. He says he says he calls it another name. He says, um, oh, man. I see. It was like a, he called it like a carrier or something. And yeah. I always was confused because I didn't know if he was referring to like Batman's troop carrier or this thing. He calls it in a later minute when Batman uh, knocks down the shield and stuff like that. He says, you know. No, that he is talking about Batman's ship. He is like, take that thing down, whatever that, whatever that flying thing is, like, go after it. I'm pretty okay. sure he's he talking about He just uses it. a different word. He doesn't use ship. He doesn't use transport, but it's something along those lines. Uh, carriage. Think... Get to the carriage. Yeah. He calls something he a carriage. call it transport, or maybe Batman calls it transport. No, no, no. Carriage. He calls it a carriage. Get to the carriage is what yeah. he says. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, in, in the other version of the movie, that this part was confusing because we just see him walking up to it. It doesn't make any sense why he, what that is or where he got it from. But in that context, it looks alien because we have no other context of for what's going on here. This is like, okay, that's, that's a piece of raw radiated material that you're using because this place is so irradiated. And then because he's using it, then all this starts to form over the infrastructure and it's not exactly terraforming like what they tried to do in the other movie. This is just like, I, I guess it's a little bit like terraforming, but it's more so just like building his tower, mm-hmm. building his, I, I guess this would be what he, if he doesn't have his own ship, if he's not hanging out on like some other ship, when Lex Luthor was calling in and being like, send me the coordinates, we'll fly over there and, and then boom, beam me down, Scotty, and stuff like that. If he's not doing that, then, well, he doesn't have a mother box, but can yeah, he have that's... done this on another planet and then boom to from the other planet that he conquered to get to here? You know, like, I feel like he, he is making his base here with the tower and everything. So I'm wondering, like, how he gets around. Does he not have a ship? Are the parademons just boom tube from planet to planet? Like, that's what my questions would be. Yeah. I think just boom tube technology is just apocalyptic inherit, inherently, 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 inherently. <laughs> added, a, added a couple T's in there. A um, <laughs> couple L's, maybe three Y's. So, like, maybe he just has, like, a different type of tr- transmitter or, or, or something. I don't, I don't yeah. know. I'm I'm still under the impression that this uh, communication slab is apocalyptic technology. I don't think it's an Earth thing. I yeah. don't think that it's a piece from this reactor. I I think I think this is something that he has. You think this is something that he has owned? Yes. And oh, bring I my don't have bring, an answer bring my for radio you. radio slab with you. <laughs> yeah, I don't have an answer for you how he brought got it here or anything of the sort. I just it feels right thinking that this slab is apocalyptic. Um also, I, doesn't I feel this like, uh uh real quick. I just, I feel like if it was though, it would have like 
I think I feel like Zack Snyder would like take a crack at it and be like, well, if it's gonna be like an apoc- apocalyptic monolith, they would need like all these etchings and like we got to make it look like a you know like the marker from Dead Space. Like it has to have like all these hieroglyphs in it. I know and, what like, you mean. I get it, but uh, I don't. Yeah, maybe. But hey, but what was the other thing? Um, what was the other thing? I don't remember. It's all good. I'm sorry I interrupted no, you. No, it's it's okay. <laughs> I just uh Oh, the um after he activates this whole thing and it starts to uh I don't know, blossom. Uh, blossom. Bloom. Very reminiscent of the uh the the changing of um machine and 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 organics in Suicide Squad. Enchantress is uh Oh shtick. yeah, her 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 change machine thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn, she actually did build a change machine. I wonder if she, she actually was, like, did. Trying to she make, was building this. She was building a. She was maybe she was making a mother box. I mean, like, hey, well, you know, a type of mother box. Anyway. Yeah, maybe she was. Maybe she had her own form of alchemy that we were not really uh, getting the picture on. And you know, this all sounds like. Yeah, sure. Maybe it is just us like getting way too deep into something that really doesn't matter about the movies. But then again, the filmmakers who make these and make these stories and then make these scenarios where it's like, okay, and then Steppenwolf's going to get to Bajornov, he's going to set up his base, he's going to tell the parademons to find X, Y, and Z. It's like, yeah, but even they have to at one point, if they want it to be interesting and, and to be deep and connected, they too at one point have to go, well, how's he going to communicate with Desaad and, and Darkseid. Well, he you know, he opens up his little flip phone scouter and the hologram appears and then, you know, he just says, yo, Darkseid, I got this, this, and that. And it's like, well, how about we make it more interesting and more unique? Like, what if he goes to Chernobyl and uses, like, a piece of ra- radiated rock and, like, puts some other box into it and, it, like, can uh, change the, the material to be a hologram and, and, and be like that. And it's the same thing what they did with the liquid geo in Man of Steel. Like the mother box is just making liquid geo right here to project an image of Desaad and Darkseid. And who knows, somehow using the the tower and radioactivity and radio waves, it, it creates a signal to all the way to apocalypse and whatnot. And then also now it strengthens his boom tube capabilities. Like, Stuff like this gets thought out by them. So that's just us like reveling in it and being like, <laughs> how did they fig- how do they think of this stuff? Like how do they get mm-hmm. into this? And like, this is what we gotta figure out. Uh so I enjoy. I, I, I like that's why I love this minute, because this is the stuff that I shamelessly like to see. And yeah, it doesn't have anything to do about the Justice League yet, but the fact that they go this length to to detail Steppenwolf's lair and like his the whole mythology around this character even because if they did things more simpler then the character would be simple and the character would have no uniqueness to him it would just be like all right alien technology this alien technology that it's like we're in the the human world still with an alien who's using the human world to serve him and this is what they do with every world they conquer. So to him, it's no different. He will find a way to to use its resources. It's pr- it's just pretty mind-boggling. And I 
I just love gushing about it. It's so cool. You um, and me both. You and me both. <laughs> so yeah, Steppenwolf. What a guy. I love this guy. He's such a cool person. I really love his performance capture that he does here, where he grabs the parademon to send him. Like it's a, it's a real nice way. Uh, pun intended. It's a real nice way to show how not nice he is because it's not like he's just like, all right, parademons, let's go find those mother boxes. He's like, all right, I'm just going to grab the first person I see and just immediately throw them like an animal. Yeah. Like, I don't care about you guys. You mean nothing to me. Flying monkeys. Like, just, hey, dog, go get. Like, go out there and get dog. what I want. Yeah. I said flying monkeys. Yeah, but we got to be mean. The like, flying this monkeys a, were terrifying. I know. I want to be but, mean to them. Those things scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Yeah, but this is like a bad person, so he's just like disregard for the the ones around him. And you so, remember the guy from Power Rangers? Uh, Goldar. His name was Goldar, right? The lion. Yeah the the he was a lion. Yeah. Oh. Well, he was like a gold lion. Yeah, I remember he had the whole. I remember that, but like he had a. Yeah, like it was Goldar. Fur. Yeah, it was Goldar. Okay. Anyway, he always he always reminded me of a flying monkey, and I had so many action figures where like I just had so many Goldar like figures. Yeah, and it was just like never played with them. Didn't want to. Scary. There was Goldar, and then there was the other guy who started with a Z, and I can't remember what. Yeah, his I name. still have that action figure of him. Zord- should, Zordon. 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 No, Zordon was the other guy. Um, Zordon was the actual was the. The, yeah, the guy that, in the tube. <laughs> the guy in the tube. No, his name was like Zeta or some stupid. Yeah, I, yeah. I honestly Zed, maybe Zed. It was like a very. Um, oh yeah, maybe. Because I, I think have there that were jokes about figure. that. I still have all of my Power Power Ranger action figures yeah. from Mighty Morphin from freaking nineteen ninety three. Yeah. No. So what are you saying? Like, uh, oh, that Goldar reminds you of the flying monkeys and parademons. Yeah, and, and flying that? monkeys are yeah. parademons. Yeah, and then. uh Rita Repulsa had like all those clay fighters that she could like three print. <laughs> uh, so good, good stuff, man. I wonder when they'll ever make a sequel to that Power Rangers movie. I saw. Uh, I was in a Target the, uh, yesterday, and I saw that they had a Power Ranger. Um, seems like they're doing multiverse in the Power Rangers now. Yeah, it seems like they're it's like, uh, it's finally called, connecting like, Lost the Galaxy sh- or something like that. And Are they like, connecting? There, was, the there shows? was a Red Ranger from like Mighty Morphin, but he was just slightly different. I was like, "Oh, that's really cool." Yeah, and uh, they they have a lot of them, so I think they're like connecting the shows now and yeah, merging them and doing interesting stuff with them. Uh, the Power Rangers, huge universe. fan base, huge fan base for Power Rangers. It's actually, yo, I mean. I don't know. <laughs> Tokusatsu films in general, like, are under or not films, but shows and and all that kind of that media medium. What did you call it? Tok- tokusatsu. Tokusatsu. It's special it effects. Special effects like films and TV shows. So like, I've said it before. Like, but Power Rangers and uh, Super Sentai and Godzilla and Gamera, all those I things. They that were Saban. Uh, Sa- that was Saban's Power Rangers, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. That was, that was just a was copyright thing. Guy. Okay. Yeah, or owner of that copyright thing. Yeah. Uh, okay. And uh, stuff like that, and Justice Riders and stuff like that. Uh, that that all falls under like the big genre of 
tokusatsu, which is like miniature works and special effects and all that good stuff. And that's that's why I love it. That's why sometimes I can watch a Godzilla film and not get bored with it because it's not about the story, but sometimes I just watch like those destruction scenes or choreography and I just think of like someone had to build this city, like make it look like a fully functioning city and then they and then they blow it up and then like how they blow things up and yeah. the special effects sound mixing that they do in it, like sound effects, all that stuff is pure like Man, they spent a lot of time doing this. This is a work of art to see this stuff get blown up. Oh, yeah. uh, like one shot, too. Yeah, it's fascinating. <laughs> Sometimes that's why they reuse a lot of that footage, because they're yeah, like, hey, this, like, is, well, we, this is so good. We, we had the one set. <laughs> we set it on fire. Um, I was watching, I'm getting on a huge tangent here, but I don't care. It's this late in the episode. But I was watching one uh, thing, uh, episode of, of Justice Writers the other day, because I found out, that the guy who worked on that show was uh, he was working on the Heisei era Godzilla films and he wanted got uh, he wanted King Kong's mecha counterpart which is called Mechani Kong to like mecha Godzilla he wanted Mechani Kong to fight Godzilla in the 90s movies but Toho said no we, we can't do that so he said all right I'll just do mecha Godzilla again and then when he did Justice Riders he was like I'm going to put that concept art that I wanted to do in this. So they had like this whole armada of just like all these Mechany Kong, which were like the Zakus of Gundam, where it was just like this whole army fleet shows up and they're all these Mechany Kongs that they finally built and were using. And I was like, so this is what it would have looked like. And what is Justice Riders? I know it is just the like DC a book, Indonesian. Uh, sent, not uh, related to DC Comics at all. Not the Justice League, Justice Riders, Elseworld story. Oh, just a, just a just a risers. My bad. So oh, just just a risers. Just a risers. Yeah, Justice Riders is that comic book. You're right now. Yeah, I was completely sorry, were... flubbing. Well, good correction there. Um, mm. that's a great oh. comic book, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Going back to DC Comics. Hey, welcome back. Uh, check out Justice Riders. It's a really good Elseworlds book. If you haven't read it, I'm sure we've talked about it before. Um. But yeah, I think that's all I have for this one, Nate. Well, I'm sure we'll we'll find more stuff. So if you guys enjoyed everything you heard, you can find us on all social media at DCEU Minute and the Facebook group, the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society. You can join us to talk about today's minute or any minutes you guys are catching up on. We'll catch you guys tomorrow for minute number 39 of Zack Snyder's Justice League.